0: Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, I'm doing a special review for the Netflix special, Nickelodeon special, Rocco's Modern Life. The Static Cling. Well, there's no duh in the title, but whatever. You know what I mean. So, quick disclaimer here. I actually didn't know when this special was going to drop on Netflix. It was actually a family member on the social medias who informed me of this, and I was like, Oh, snap. That came out today. I better check it out. And so I did. And I'm glad I did. But before I get into any of these things, I will warn you folks. I'm going to do a non-spoiler review for like the next minute or two. And then I will put up a prompt to warn you, if you have not seen the Static Kling Rocco's Modern Life Special, you will be warned, there will be spoilers ahead, but don't you worry, I'll make sure you're informed of that. But before I get into my review, let me just remind you all to subscribe to this channel if you can. I have reviews just like this, regarding TV shows, movies, and hopefully video games soon. There's a lot going on in the entertainment industry, as well as the gaming industry that I would love to talk about, and I can, with your support, by subscribing, liking my videos, and what have you. But if you want to wait before you want to subscribe, like or anything like that, that's totally fair too. So let's get into it. So regarding the non-spoiler section of this review I'm actually really happy that the show or this special stuck to traditional roots of the original show. It doesn't have that flash look at all or that vector style the puppet animation for those who may not know. It has that classic 90s traditional animation style as you would expect digitally cleaned up and colored to give it that modern flair. The humor in this special is by far <laughs> did not depart from from the original show itself. There are a lot of innuendo jokes, smart jokes, and commentary on the way things are going in today's lives. Matter of fact, I had a family member was gonna watch this special with their kid, but almost immediately at the beginning of this special, the humor was so inappropriate, they had to turn it off and say, you know what? I think we're just gonna watch this without the kids tonight. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, that's probably smart. I, oh man, these jokes, man. With that being said, I feel like this might be a tough thing to watch if you're new to the Rocco's Modern Life source material. Like even though I myself growing up on Nicktoons and Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, I wasn't like super familiar with Rocco's Modern Life because I liked it as a kid, but kind of stirred away from it for Cartoon Cartoon Fridays or at least Cartoon Network type stuff. I was still aware of the characters and the quirks. Maybe not like on a deep character arc level, but I knew of them. I knew the style and the humor. Of Joe Murray, I was able to enjoy this special for what it was. And there was a lot going on for this special. We saw the clip that was released from the San Diego Comic-Con trailer a little while ago. I think it was Comic-Con. And it kind of showed, like, Rocco Heifer and Philbert in modern day times kind of going with satirical trends of what we have now. And I will say, I think that's the only thing that I'm concerned about was the fact that some people said that was the flaw of Ralph Breaks the Internet, the Wreck-It Ralph 2 movie, is when you have an animation, TV, movie, whatever it may be, that makes references to trends and fads of the time, Because animation takes so long to make, by the time you release your product, those fads and trends may have already ceased. Whereas if you film something that doesn't really have effects or like cartoons or whatever, those can remain topical because they were filmed. And so I was a little worried about that with this one, and there were a couple moments that had things in there that maybe not as relevant. And you've probably seen this in the clip already, like the part where we see the superhero film in 3D, like 3D is kind of dying a lot these days in terms of like movies, like watching the movie in 3D. So maybe that was like one example of something that's like not quite as relevant as it used to be maybe a few years ago. But luckily, most of that was all just in the beginning. And the rest of the special covered the actual story, which again, this is non-spoiler, is about Rocco returning to Earth, trying to get his life going back again, even though he's in 2019 or whatever, no longer in the 90s, has trouble adapting because his favorite show, The Fatheads were canceled or ceased. And so his entire ambition is to try to get the Fathead show up and running again with new content or, you know, new episodes. While at the same time, Mr. Bighead, who was a big shot at his Clumglomol or whatever it was called, because of a little financial mishap, causes the company to go down, and now it's up to him to try to bring it back up. Otherwise, he's fired, he loses a house, and the entire town, which is dependent on this company the entire place will just fall apart unless he can figure out what to do. And because Rocco is so fixated on trying to get the Fat Heads back and knows that Mr. Big Head's son, Ralph, is the one who made the original show, tries to convince him to bring him back to do so. And that is ultimately what the special is about. And so, like I said, this was a really funny special. I laughed at almost every joke. Almost every joke. There is a certain type of joke that I'm not really a big fan of, which is butt jokes, because for the most part... It's a little too easy. It's a little too cheap, in my opinion. Plus, every time I think of a butt joke, I think of Adam Sandler, and I'm not really a fan of his stuff—not like I used to be when I was a kid. But whatever. I-, I didn't think the butt jokes were egregious or like distasteful or anything like that. They were just like typical for me. But if you still laugh at that kind of stuff, good on you. I think you'll get even more laughs because, like I said, this special has a lot of jokes. Innuendo out of the wazoo. And I love that. I love that. Some of them are way more on the nose than I expected, but then I guess Rocko's Modern Life, the show, was like that because I've seen, like, compiled video clips of various innuendo jokes in the old show. So they kept in spirit with that, and I commend them for it. Overall, I was really entertained by this. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was great. I'm almost borderline loving it, and unfortunately I don't have a visual rating for that yet. I'm working on some other things that I expect are not in vain of that, but if I were to give it a rating, I'd say, Hey, I really, really liked it. I loved it almost. I'm so happy I watched it. And that will do it for my non-spoilers section. So from here on out, folks, I'm going to talk about some of the more specific details and jokes that I really liked, and some of the more interesting commentary and topical subjects it brought up that I did not expect. So if you haven't seen this special yet, and you don't want to be spoiled, please stop the video now. But before you do, give this video a like, subscribe, that would be a good way to support me. And when you do see the special, come on back and hear my thoughts on specific aspects of this special. But for now, everyone, you have been warned. Spoilers! ahead. You guys ready? Okay, here we go. So I wrote down a couple little moments within this special that I really like. I'm not gonna go over all of them because some of them are kind of redundant. But first things first, when I was talking about my family member who probably had to turn off the special so their kid wouldn't be tarnished is... Nipples of the future. I completely forgot about this character. And I'll admit, I don't even remember his name, the superhero guy. But as soon as that guy came up and says, like, we must go to the future using the nipples of the future. And then his nipples actually spin around and, like, hypnotize the screen. I was like, oh, my God. This would not fly on today's children's programming. And that's why I love it so much. It holds back no scruples or whatever the phrase may be. It's not afraid, and I love it. Also, a couple of neat facts that I liked. The Fatheads VHS tape when Rocco and the others were in space was orange. And I like how that's kind of a callback to Nickelodeon VHS tapes at the time. Because I remember as a kid, I had the Rugrats movie on VHS. And instead of being like the black plastic shell, it was orange instead. And I loved it for that to really like bring out the Nickelodeon ooze look. Well, not the slime, but you know, the splat. So, I thought that was a cool little Easter egg. And like I said, the innuendo jokes are really strong in this episode. I mean, there's a whole bunch throughout. I I don't want to go over a lot of them. Because, I mean, like, maybe I was just in a weird mindset at the time. But, like, a lot of the humor between Mr. and Mrs. Big Head or Mrs. Big Head and Rocco. Just, like, some of the jokes. Like, I remember at the very end when they took out the Popsicle and Mrs. Big Head had, like, the Mr. Fathead Popsicle. But it was kind of melted down a little bit. says, Oh my goodness, this looks just like you in the morning. I love it. And then she licks it in a weird way, and I was like, Oh God, that's hilarious. I love it. (laughs) And there were quite a few more others like that, but I don't... Oh man, there were so many of them, but I can't quite go over them just yet. Referring to Mr. Big Head, I'm actually really happy that a lot of the original voice actors came back. Charlie Adler is probably like one of my favorite cartoon voice actors of all time. Probably neck and neck with Richard Horvitz, the guy who did Invader Zim, Billy from Billy and Mandy show, as well as my favorite, Daggett from Angry Beavers. which I love that show. I hope they do a special for that. I would love that so much. But yeah, referring to the fatheads, I just love how self-aware that show is, or at least the whole coin of it throughout the show. Rocco just wants his show back, which I thought was actually kind of neat marketing on Nickelodeon's behalf. These clips are not promotional clips for the special itself, but are actually from the special. Rocco just wants the Fatheads to come back, but they were able to, like, have the script worded that Rocco is actually referring to his own show. I don't know. I just thought that was genius. And a couple other jokes that just kind of made me laugh. Maybe I'm just, like, overthinking it, but I remember when Rocco convinced Mr. Big Head to propose to his boss, or his former boss, to bring back the Fatheads because millions of fans want them to come back. Mr. Big Head's was like... We must text, you need to text this, post this, do whatever it takes to get people talking about this. And then Marco's just like, well, we can just talk to them. And I was like, I, I don't know why that got me laughing so much because I guess like with petitions and like boycotts and things like that, people are like voicing their opinions of the disdain or like issues they have with entertainment. They always have to like post angry tweets or whatever, get the voices there, which is understandably so. But I like the fact that the naive nature of Rocco from the 90s, his first go-to at the time is to just let's just go talk to the CEOs. Or let's just talk to the heads directly, which... I think is both noble and sad at the same time, because I'm not going to get super topical here, but kind of just shows that most CEOs don't care how personal you make it. It's the money that talks or the fandom or like the bad word of press getting personal with them. Not so much nowadays is going to change their mind, which I guess is why it made me laugh so much. Oh, and one thing I got to bring up, which was hilarious to me, but also kind of offensive to me was when they finally did Greenlight a Fathead special. Instead of getting Ralph Bighead to come back to do the show, the big boss, which unfortunately I forgot his name, decides to hire those two, like, German... Gecko guys or something. I think they were German. I don't think they were Russian. But the point is, they come back and their job is to create this special, but they joke saying, making art is easy with computers or something like that. And I was just laughing my ass off on all that because it's either a jab at digital artists and animators with no traditional background or how outsourcing is a hollow alternative to putting care into work, which is also great about the special because it shows like a team of worms tirelessly working on trying to create this special. Without Ralph Bighead, kind of talking about the crunch time artists and programmers are working overtime for cheap or practically no money, which is a big issue right now, especially in the gaming industry and entertainment too. Which again, I think is why I really like this special because it talks about a lot of topical issues. One that I'm probably glossing over here right now, which is actually a really big deal, and I did not expect this: is they actually gave Ralph, Ralph Bighead, a sex change. And I thought that was really interesting. Instead of him being a guy, he now identified himself as a girl. And I thought that was really interesting. And what's kind of cool about it is that Rocco and the others were just okay with that. They were just like, oh, you're now Rachel Bighead? Okay, cool. Let's go back to getting bad heads on the air. And everyone's like, yay. And then the reaction that Mr. Bighead had was definitely not approving of that in a way. And I was like, wow, they're going really deep with this conflict. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's not cool that Rachel is now feeling alienated and estranged from her father. But I was like, yeah, no, they're getting real. I mean, this is a real thing that people go through. That's something we need to talk about and embrace. And I really like how they did that, which ties into the overall thing is that this special is all about change and appreciating the past. But we got to be open minded to things of the future for more like important opportunities and things like that. And yes, unfortunately, the special does kind of like spell that out for you, but you're pretty smart enough to already figure that out from the beginning. And there's a lot of little things in there for adults to come to appreciate. And I could say kids would probably appreciate too, but that's only if the parents would let them watch this. I don't know. But ultimately, I really do feel like that this special was made for the fans of the show or just fans of 90s cartoons in general. As far as like what kids would now see from this, probably not much. They probably wouldn't get it. It might be a little too fast-paced and strange-looking. I do think a lot of the innuendo jokes would go right over their heads. But I don't know. It, It really depends on the kid's age and the environment they grew up in. That's just my perception of it. Apart from that, the winds of change is the overall theme of this special. And I really appreciate it for that. The only con that I could really say here, and I'm not sure if this is a big con or not, but it's definitely something I thought about. And it's the fact that Rocco... Doesn't really have much of a character arc or personality per se. Yeah, he he's kind of easygoing and goes with the flow of whatever situation he's in. I believe that's kind of the nature of him in the original show. He does have a little bit of a anger management sometimes, I think, referring to the original show. But apart from that, he is mostly just a plot tool To progress the story. Like if we need a conflict or an issue. We'll just have him address it. And go with the flow. Like I thought it was interesting. And again this is not really like a big con for me. I'm just saying like this is a little strange to me. When the new Fathead special premiered. Everyone loved it. They liked that it was the same thing. But with a slightly new different twist. Or add on to it. It kind of reminded me a bit of DuckTales. Like that's a great reboot of the old show. But it also like. Changes things up, but keeps in spirit and appreciation of the source material and things relating to it to try to create something new and exciting. And I felt like that's kind of what the fatheads represented, but they're still like that little niche group, which turns out to just be Rocco, who just cannot accept any form of change to something familiar and kind of yell about it. But like I said, when the message came up about the winds of change, Rachel Bighead and Mr. Bighead coming to terms saying like, you know what? I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, son, daughter, you're still my kid and I still love you. I, I just thought it was a really sweet little message there and just saying like, you know, change is inevitable. It's scary, but you know what? Good things could come out of it. You might learn something. You might experience new memories, things like that. It's tough to take that leap, and I think that's important, especially when you support each other through these changes. Makes it easier for everyone, and who knows, things can change for the better. And ultimately, Rocco's just like, okay. Again, I guess Rocco technically is supposed to be the audience's conduit, or at least a conduit for the plot. Whatever, I accept that. I do think he was kind of like the weakest thing, but at the same time, he's not the weakest. It's strange. He's just an enigma, I guess, but... Overall, I thought this was a really fantastic special. I laughed for the most part. Loved the innuendo jokes. Some of the subtle jabs at various things that us adults have to go through. Also, as an animator, I really appreciate kind of Joe Murray really putting himself into Ralph Rachel Bighead. I mean, I didn't even know he voiced Rachel Bighead. I saw that in the credits, which I thought was really awesome. And I love the fact, too, like when Rachel finally decided to work on that special, just turn the ice cream truck into one of those traditional animation studios, had the light table and the capture lunchbox device. I love that. That really reminded me of the time when I did traditional animation back in college. It was fantastic. So, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. I honestly love this special. And I'm looking forward to the Invader Zim one, which hopefully I will know when that actually comes out so I can prepare for it. But hey, those are all my opinions on the Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. If I sound a little weird today, that's because my throat hurts, I'm feeling a little sick, but hey, I wanted to do this for all y'all, let me know in the comments section below, what did you think of this special if you saw? Did you not like it? Did you like it? I'm putting it in weird order. Just let me know. What were your thoughts on the special in the comment section below? Join the conversation. Hey, if you enjoyed reviews just like this one, please consider going to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Matt Seller. Consider donating as low as a dollar a month or more. Whatever amount you want to contribute I'll help go towards my podcast, my art, my animation, content made just for you. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and give this video a like if you enjoyed it. All right, folks, I've been... I have a really busy schedule today, so this is Matt Sellers saying, thanking you all for tuning in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said it like that. Okay, bye! Bye!